Judges. Look in Judges chapter 6. While you're doing that, I will uh, make a few things known here, so just kind of make a mental note of this. The, uh, the Life Action uh, team will be here uh, Sunday and begin Sunday through May 7th uh, every night. And so we're asking that you uh, be a part of that. I, 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 I think they got the houses and, and cars, or do you need anything? What you need, Trevor? Okay. 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 So we're we're good with numbers. Okay. And a heavy car up here between eleven and one on Saturday. Okay. Very good. Or before. Or before. Okay. All right. Uh, but but with that in mind, life action. Every night. I don't. I don't know what it is, but they, they, it looks like they must feel like they need a dessert every night. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they need two every night. So uh, we just need help there. And if you can do that, uh, please let the, the office know. And uh, we'll just we'll spread that out. Kathy, if, you can, if people will let you know, you, they'll space it out and let you know when they need you to do whatever. But if you can, uh, if you can be a part of that, we certainly would appreciate it. So... Uh, just keep those two things in mind. Also, during this next week, while they're here, the, the, the Life Action Group, the ladies are having a luncheon on Thursday, May the 4th, from 1130, at 11.30 a.m. right here at the church. And there's a sign-up sheet for this, so please sign up so they'll, they'll know about how many is coming. But that's, uh, that's this, uh, this, coming, uh, this coming week, uh, May the 4th. Yes, Okay, for the luncheon. I'll, I'll be here for the nursery, but I need some, maybe another extra hand in case I've got some kids that I don't know about. Okay, and you say you need a man? Well, I figured if it's a ladies' luncheon, I, maybe the men could come. Oh, okay, I got you. I'm, it, I'm slow, but I, I got there. Maybe you'll do the job or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I have done that. <laughs> I have. It's been a long time, though. Hey, okay, so y'all heard that. Need, if, you can, if you can help her out on Thursday for the luncheon, be great for the, uh, the uh, nursery. Also, uh, Vacation Bible School, um, June the 5th is when it begins. But listen to this. They need some stuff for the crafts. So if you, you know, listen close. If, you, if your memory ain't good, write it down. Write it down. They need three things. They need ten cans. Green bean size. Ten cans. Okay, I guess, is that, is that like 16 ounces or something like that or something? whatever they are? But I, I, that, that's empty tin cans. And so if you'll just save them, they're going to put something in the foyer for you to put them in. Just bring them, and they're going to need 125. So just bring them. If, it, if you ain't got but one, that's all right. You can, that, that means then we'll need 124. So uh, you just bring them. You just bring them. And also plastic Coke bottle caps. Water bottle cap probably wouldn't work, would it? Or would, do you think it would? Water bottle they're a little bit different than a Coke bottle, not quite as tall. So I'm just throwing that out. I, I ain't trying to confuse things, but uh, 
Coke bottle caps, if you're, you know, that sort of thing. We need 125 of them. And also, empty paper towel holders. So I'm guessing that's the little round thing in the center there. Need 125 of them, so we're just going to have to burn up some, some paper towels here in a hurry. So uh, just keep all that in mind. If you, and just when you get, get them, just come and drop them in on Sunday or Wednesday or any time. But we got a, what we got, a month or so to get, it, get them in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Is needs to be a soft drink type of cap. You know, they're a little stronger and, and deeper. So uh, just bring them things in, and 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 that'll be great. That'll help out the folks that's uh, working on the crafts. Also, the care center need volunteers. So if you can help, because sometimes they 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 are not open because of lack of help. So. Uh, can help there, they certainly would appreciate that. The prayer team, where's the prayer team meeting? Uh, pray to, uh, <coughs> Wells Nursing Home, okay, okay. Yeah, if you go to Wells Nursing Home, you're going to be close to Fraser's Hospital or whatever, so right in there, and they'll be praying this coming Sunday morning. And also the buddy breaks will be May the 6th. And if you can help out, Jeff and Christine needs to know. All right, so a lot of stuff going on now. <clears throat> y'all got Judges chapter 6? Amen? Come on, y'all talk to me. Let's stand, if you will. I'm going I'm, I'm to head in at verse 11. Just read a few verses there. This is a story about Gideon. We'll be looking at that tonight. Verse 11 says, Now the angel of the Lord came and said unto the Terebrinth tree. Now I'm, I'm in a New King James. I don't know if that's adding or if that's right with your regular King James, but it says which was in Ophrah and which belonged to Joash the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, "The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor." And Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least of my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Father God, we thank you for your word, and I just pray right now for myself that you just take me and use me, Lord, to just to glorify your name and speak truth and uh, lift you up and just stir our hearts with your goodness and, and just the difference that when, when God is there. Father, we thank you for that. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. This story is a, it's a lot of a, 
There's a lot of stuff in this story of, of, of Gideon. And, uh, but at the beginning here and how it's begin, it unfolds, uh, in the book of Judges, you, you, you have the, the cycle, the cycle of serving the Lord and then uh, uh, just drifting away and uh, letting idols come in. And then you begin to suffer the consequences for that. And uh, you begin to cry out to God for help. And he would raise up a judge that would come in and help deliver them. They would get right back on to uh, praising the Lord and thanking him. But when that judge was gone, they just peeled right back into the same circle. Let idols come in right back, crying out to God. Another judge raised up, on and on and on. And this is one of the, this is one of the, of the cycles there. And uh, these Midianites had, had come in and just, just took over, more or less. And especially during harvest time. They would just show up. Now, uh, the Lord has, has, has told, you know, let them know that, uh, what the problem is. I think if you look in, the, in verse 10, I didn't read this, but the scripture from uh, verse 1 through 10 kind of sets it up, you know, and... And, and what the problem is, and the Lord says, you know, that they had, uh, they had allowed uh, uh, idol worship to come in and, and, and cause them the problem. It says, verse 10, also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But here's the problem. But you have not obeyed my voice. That, that's the problem. I'm your God. I'm the one that I am the one that has delivered you from Egypt. I'm the one that brought you in here. I'm the one that pushed those folks out that lived here and gave you this land. I did that. I am your God. I'm just one God. I'm not, there's not a bunch of gods. I'm the God of creation. I'm, I, I created it all and, and I chose you and I'm showing the world who I am through you and I'm, the, and I'm your God and I've done this for you and you're, you are my people and I put you there. And I said, you know, yeah, there's, there's other people around you, and there's other gods and other things out there, but you remember that I'm your God. You serve me. You serve me. But they did not do that. They had, they had shifted right into where they began to worship other gods. Idols. That's an idol. Well, anything, folks, listen, anything that comes in that we allow to come into our lives that, that takes the place of God, when it kind of pushes him to... Once out, we make room for other things. That that doesn't work. Not in not in not in a believer's life. Not in God's people. Not with God's people. And so this is what has happened to them. They they he he told them that. As a matter of fact, they cried out to the Lord. Uh, in in when they got into that, it says in verse six that the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. They did that. They began to cry out. And when they would cry out, he would he he would hear them. So what he did here was he sent a prophet. To tell them, look, your problem is this. I told you that I was your God and you have departed and kind of pushed me aside and you, and you suffer. Okay? Still the same thing, folks. Anytime we allow anything to take the place of God, it ain't good for us. Okay? It's not good for you. It just, it, it, life is not as good. And uh, so he had let them know that, <clears throat> that uh, that was the problem. But the reason I started at verse 11 because... Here's where God shows up. It's, a, it's really good when God shows up. I mean, that's the that's that's difference maker. In my, in my personal life, when, when God's there. Have y'all ever, ever known the difference? 
And whenever it seemed like things had pushed him aside, and he wasn't as near as it seemed like he used to be and those type of things. Ever, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, but then whenever he, he shows up, in, the, in, in, in verse 11, he comes in, and I want to look at what he says. Verse 11 says, in the angel of the Lord, and this is, I think, what they call the pre-incarnate Christ. Joel, am I right there? Something kind of like that. Well, you see this here, the angel of the Lord. As a matter of fact, it will... <clears throat> As we, we get down into the verses, it will quit saying the angel of the Lord, you know, that's talking to him. It will just say the Lord because that's who it is. It's the Lord. As a matter of fact, if, if Jesus pre-incarnate before he came and, and, and he shows up here in, in the flesh and, uh, and, he, and he sees uh, Gideon under this, uh, uh, sitting here at this wine press. Now, and I like this. My, the, the New King James says, and he threshed wheat in the wine press. I think the, the King James says around the wine press or something like that. But in the wine press. <coughs> and I say that, I say that because I, I run across something that said, what that tells you is that that's not, <laughs> that's not where they do wheat. That's not where they do wheat. They do wheat, they say, when you, you, do, you, you thresh wheat, you get way out there in the field and you spread it out. You need a big old big old place and they would run oxen across it pulling things across it to break it up and separate the wheat and then they would do that flipping it up and getting getting the wheat out of there but you needed a big place to do that <laughs> white place ain't the place to be doing it so what it was saying was he didn't have much he just had a little bit see he was living with a lot less than he should have been he had allowed the things of this world they had to come in and rob them. They were living in caves is what it said. They were living defeated and in fear. And that's, where, that's what this young man Gideon was doing. And he, that's just, that was his life. But the angel of the Lord, in verse 12 says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. What could Gideon have said right there? You know? Are you? <laughs> Do you really get something out of adding insult to injury here? What I mean? Why? Why would? Why would you even say something like that? Right. Mighty man of valor. <clears throat> See, val valor, the word valor, is it's great courage in the face of danger. Okay? I don't look like, that don't look like what's happening here with this guy. Now, it goes on to say, and, 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 and Gideon goes on to tell him, look, look at our plight. Look at our situation. Look at what we're in. You know how? How can you how could you say that? Look at our situation. We're being looted. We don't have much. We're starving to death. Look at my life. My life. I'm living in fear. I'm living defeated. Don't have to. I don't believe Christians have to live defeated lives. They may live lives that's hard. 
Things may come at you, but you don't have to live defeated. But you, you live defeated when, when you substitute something for God. That's when you, then you begin to live defeated life. And so that's a whole different ballgame. And then he goes on to say, and look at me. <clears throat> I mean, fella, you really ought to have went down the road there. There's a big old fella lives down there, big muscled up man. You know, you could at least told him. I, it, because I, the, the message said it like this here when he talks about his, 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 his uh, tribe and all. It says, he said, look at me. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the run of the litter. And I'm the least of them. Why would you say that? Why would you say that about me? Gideon goes on to say, in my mind, he's thinking. Just start and think. The Lord has called him a mighty man of valor. Gideon is certainly not displaying any valor at all right now. But God sees some valor. God sees some valor. And so, you know, if God is in it, there is no limit. Right? Okay. The angel of the Lord, God has showed up now. You've cried out to me. I mentioned that today. <coughs> At the funeral. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. How prayer had been a lot of prayer had been focused towards Mary and Greg years ago. And God moved and God answered. <clears throat> but he doesn't look it like it, but God is there. And, he's, and that's what God is saying. The next thing is, undoubtedly, I, I mean, he's never been called that before. Okay? He, no, he's never... <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, he gets to say, well, I can tell you what, that's the first time I've ever been called that. Mighty man of valor. Doesn't matter. That's what God said. And God has showed up. God's here. And then the next thing is that from the way he's talking, he doesn't feel like a man of valor at all. But that's okay because God now has showed up and God is here. That's the, he's the difference maker, folk. He's the, that's the reason when I pray here. He's the difference maker right here when we come together. It's about him to focus on him, who he is. His goodness, his greatness, and what he can do. And what he can do. Even, even in, the, in the tough times, <clears throat> in the tough times, to keep that focus on him. So God has, uh, God has showed up and made some, some wild statements here as far as Gideon is uh, concerned. Kind of like, how, how can you say <coughs> such a thing? But then... Uh, what I want you to see <clears throat> is uh, in verse 12. Let's go back and look at it. The angel of the Lord <clears throat> appeared unto him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. <clears throat> I focused in on the mighty man of valor. <clears throat> that was the second part of what he said. What was the first part? The Lord is with you. Difference maker? He would not have called him a mighty man of valor had the Lord not been there because he knew the, it would be the Lord that would make him a mighty man of valor. He would not do it himself. So what's it, that, do you see what I'm saying? It's <clears throat> the Lord is with you. How important that is. 
It's the Lord moving in your life, guiding you. Do you ever pray, Lord, guide me? Well, we need to. We need to. Lord, take and use me, whatever, wherever you want to. And I just, I just wrote this down. Before Gideon was called a, man, a mighty man of valor, it was said that the Lord is with you. That's the, that's the key. That's the key is that it's the Lord. <clears throat> I tell you what, in, 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 my, own, in my own life <clears throat> right now, it's, 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 I'm trying to listen to the Lord because I need, I need the Lord to tell me what he wants out of me. Okay, right now. And I'm 65 and I, you know. But why would I do that? <clears throat> or why is that important to me? Two things. I want to do what he wants me to do. So therefore, I want to know what he wants me to do. And I don't want to do what he doesn't want me to do. Two things, right? Two things. Because I know that the Lord has to be in it. And I don't want to take a step, a move, or do anything unless it's the Lord. <coughs> so, that's important. And he was saying, the Lord is with you. When Jesus, when the Lord shows up, <coughs> he's the difference maker. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, here, here Jesus is. In my mind, that's who he is. Jesus is standing here in front of Gideon. He's almost just like Jesus standing in front of the lady at the well. She didn't know who she was talking to. <laughs> I don't think Gideon did either. But whenever, when he shows up, he is, he's the difference maker. He's the difference maker in your own personal life. It's him. He's, a, <clears throat> he's the difference maker in this church. If God's not in it, what are we doing here? He's the difference maker in a community. It just, it moves out. <clears throat> God is there. Verse 12, he said it. And in verse 16, he said, surely I will be with you. That's, that's what we need. That's what you look for. That's in your personal life, church life, it doesn't matter. And, you, and as far as I'm concerned, you're never going to come to the place where I'm, 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 I'm in my life and I've, I'll, I'll make decisions and, and it'll be okay and whatever. Don't ever do that. I don't ever do that. Always, always seek the Lord first on it. You want to, is God in it? If God's in it, it'll work. It'll work good. But if he's not, it won't. So that is what is so important, that the Lord be in what, what you're doing. <clears throat> Third thing here to look at tonight. <clears throat> I love this. This is what I was alluding to a while ago. We'll just look at verse 13. It says, Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the, if the Lord is with us, <clears throat> why? You know, have you ever, why then has all this happened to us? Anybody ever asked such a thing? <laughs> why me, Lord? And where? <laughs> Where, why, and where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about? I heard about things that you did, but man, I'd sure like to see some in my own life. Amen? I, you know, like, Lord, yeah, yeah work, in my, work in me. Touch my life. Touch my heart. 
Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? That's what the fathers had said. But now the Lord has forsaken us <clears throat> and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. Before I leave there, I want, I want to look at two things there. If you read, if you read back in the first ten verses, you will see that the, that the Lord himself said, and I delivered you into the hand of the Midianites. That's true. The Lord delivered them. The Lord put them there. But he said, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us. That ain't true. He hasn't fors- the Lord hasn't forsaken them. They've allowed things to come in to push him aside and cause them problems. And he's allowed things to come in their life that makes them think he's no longer around. But that's not true. He's still God. He's still present. He's still there. He has not forsaken you. He has not forsaken us. He w- hey, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, I will never, I will never forsake my people. Never. I'm not, I'm gonna, not, not going to. It ain't going to happen. Now you, may can, you may allow things to come in your life that cause you heartache and, and I pull my hand of blessing off and things can come in. But that's whenever we begin to cry out just like they did and then God shows up because he was there all along. And he has not forsaken us. He's not forsaken. But he begins to show himself. That's when it's so good. Don't y'all like it when God begins to show himself? I mean, that's just like today. I, I, I told the folks, anybody 28 years ago that knew Greg and Mary and, the th- and how things happened in life knew without a doubt, it was many people said, that is amazing. That's a God thing. They knew that was a God thing. And, how it come to, and boy, I'm telling you what, God, has, God blessed that union. And God blessed children through that. Yes, he did. Just like I said, to, to be able to take God to take one broken down and hurting life and another broken down and hurting life and put those two hurting lives together and heal both of them. That's God. But he showed up. And you can see it. <clears throat> but he says, have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? Verse, uh, verse 14. Then the Lord returned to him and said, go in this might of yours. Go in this might of yours. What is that? <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 talk, I'm thinking like Gideon. What kind of might here? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm in a wine press, hiding, messing with this wheat. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. That's what he said. In your might. Now, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think the might is, is that the Lord is with you back in verse 12. That's, that's his strength. That's his might. That's what he's saying. Go in this might because the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. That's, that is the thing. Hey, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but you ain't got no might without him. You may think you have, and you may operate out of what you feel like is your, your strength or whatever, but without him, it's no good. Go in this might of yours, and you... And maybe you'll save Israel. Ain't what he said. You shall. It's going to happen. But, it, but the reason is, is because I'm here. And then he goes on to, in this right here. Have I not sent you? <clears throat> that is a key. I, 
I guess maybe I, I, I've struggled with this lately, like I said. The Lord said, it, it's, it's my plan, it's my will. I'm the one that's telling you to go. <laughs> I'm the one that said, go and do it. In, the, in, 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 the, in this might of yours, which is the fact that I'm with you, I'm with you, and I'm telling you to go. Now go and you'll be successful. It'll, it'll work every time. It says, <clears throat> if I send you, I, you can be assured that I will be with you. I'm not going to send you anywhere and not be with you. So, so that here's, that's, that's such a key there is that the Lord is sending you, going or sending you somewhere. If you will, I, let's just quickly turn to Numbers 14. Numbers 14. I want to read, I, I read a good bit of scripture here, but I want to read it. <coughs> this is really, this is good. I've, or I've always, it spoke to me. Gideon need to be obedient to what he's hearing. Rather, it, and he had to do it by faith because he sure didn't feel like it, it was, he was what that he was saying there. But the Lord's telling him, you go, I'm with you, you go, and I've sent you. And, I, and, I, and I'll be with you. And I just wrote this down. Go when he sins, don't when he doesn't. Okay? When he sins, go. If he doesn't sin, don't. Look in uh, <clears throat> Numbers 14. Did I tell you that? You there? Numbers 14, verse 1. This is where the spies has went in, the spies of the, the land. Moses sent them in, 10, uh, 10 uh, 12 spies. And they come back, and Caleb and Joshua said, we can take it. Ten of them said, we can't do it. Turned the whole place upside down. Everybody went nuts. We ain't going in, scared to death. We ain't going. We ain't going in. And the Lord has brought them there and has told them to go in. And so it says, all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select the leader and return to Egypt. Man, this thing went haywire, busted the whole, the whole plan. Gone, we ain't going in. <clears throat> then Moses and Aaron fell on the face before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. If he's with us, he's told us to go. He's going to be with us. He will do it. That's faith. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are, bread, they are our bread and their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. The Lord said, I'm putting a stop to that. Glory of the Lord fell. They want to kill them. They want to kill the ones that have said, if God is in it, there is no limit. Let's just stone them. God had told them to go in, and they did not, would not. 
Now, <clears throat> the Lord talked to Moses about it and says, Look, Moses, why don't you do? You're going to load them all up, all of them <clears throat> from uh, 20, 21 years and up, I think. Carry them back out in the wilderness. They're going to stay there for 40 years, a year for every day that I had them in there spying out the land for 40 days. A year for every day they're going to spend it in the wilderness till all of them are gone. Wow, that's tough. Whenever, and then, if you will, let's, get, let's go to verse 26 now. Verse 26, same chapter, verse 26. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complained against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. The carcass of you who have complained against me shall fall in the wilderness, all of you who were numbered according to the entire number from, 21, from 20 years old and above, except for Caleb and Joshua, the son of Nun. You shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you to dwell in. Nobody but them two. But your little ones, whom you said would be victims, I will bring them in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcass shall fall in the wilderness. Your sons shall be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years and bear the brunt of your infidelity until, the, the carcasses are cons- until your carcasses are consumed in the wilderness. According to the number of days which you spied out, 40 days, each day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. And I, the Lord, have spoken this, and sh- I will surely do so. I will surely do so to all this evil congregation who are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be consumed and there they shall die because they did not go in when God told them to go in. Now the men whom Moses sent out to spy the land who returned to the, and made the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report to the land, those very men who brought the evil report in the land, they died by the plague of the Lord. Now those other 10, they died immediately just like that with that plague. But Joshua and, and, and Caleb, they remained alive of the men who went in to spy. Then Moses told these words to all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. Well, he's, he's, he's given them the word of God, and they, and they did not like it. And they rose up early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain, saying, Where, no, Here we are, and we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. Really? Really? Yeah, we, we've changed our mind. But the Lord says, I ain't changed mine. He said, here we are. And Moses said, now why do you transgress the command of the Lord? For this you will not succeed. This ain't going to work. Do not go up, lest you be defeated by the enemies. For the Lord's not among you. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you shall fall by the sword because you have turned away from the Lord. The Lord will not be with you. But they presume to go on up the mountaintop. Nevertheless, neither the Ark of the Covenant nor the Lord nor Moses departed from his camp, the camp. I ain't going. Lord said, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going with you. Then the Malachites and the Canaanites who dwelt in that mountain came down and attacked them and drove them back as far as for Great defeat. Bad defeat. When God told them to go, they didn't. But if God sends you, you need to go. But when, he's, when he doesn't send you, don't try it. He's got to be with you. And he said, I'm not going to be with you. I thought, to me, that's just such an example 
Listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord. Even, and I don't know, sometimes maybe you, even if you make the mistake and, and, you, and you don't make the step when you should have made it when the Lord was trying to get you to do something, the time may pass by. I don't know how God work would, he may work in your life. But don't go back in and then try to force things to happen because if God ain't in it, whew, it ain't good. It ain't good. Go when he sins, don't when he doesn't. So God is telling Gideon, go. Tanya, you can ease up. And the last thing that I put here is that when God's in it, there's an assurance of victory. You shall defeat the enemy. You shall defeat. You, you, you shall be successful. Moses told these, these Israelites that went back the second time, decided they'd go, he said, you won't be successful. But when God is in it, you will be successful. It's a, it's a difference maker. It's, it's what is all important. It's, that is what is so important. Is that God is there working in your life personally, in your family, the assurance of victory. Oh, I love that. And he told him, he, he, he told him that, that he would, that he would be, that he would, he would defeat the enemy. I tell you what, victory, living in victory is a whole lot better than shelling wheat in a wine press. God makes a difference in your life. Struggle, Whatever. But God's the difference maker. Sometimes it's just a little, a few little tweaks that we need to, we need to make in our life for God to be, begin to work and do things and bring in victory over defeat. And the, uh, get back over to Judges. I want to read this. And the last part that I read there, Verse 16, and the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites. <clears throat> Look at the last three words. As one man. <laughs> As one man. What do you mean by that? He meant the ease with how easy you will be successful. Because I'm here. He said it would be just like all Israel goes out to fight against one little old man. Do y'all think you ought to have trouble winning? You're, you're going to win as one man. It's going to be, it's, it, it's a whole lot easier God's way. Victory is a whole lot better. Living in victory is a lot better than living in defeat. And remembering how important it is that God is in whatever we do. And as soon as we begin to say, whoa, 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 let me get back and get with the Lord on this thing. Because it's so important that he's in it. And I will tell you probably, <clears throat> that, little, that little sermon there speaks to me probably as loudly as anybody. Because I know how important that is. And I never want to refuse what God asked me to do. And I never want to try to do what God has not led me to. Make sense? 
I think it's good. I think it's, it's real good. But aren't y'all glad that we serve a God that when he shows up, things happen? We know the difference. We know the difference. It's personal, you know. <laughs> to me, that's what's so sweet about the Lord. It's your God. It's your relationship. It's him speaking with you. Let's stand tonight, if you will.